Welcome to another episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. You're Snick? <laughs> Nick. I meant to say Nick. My name is Snick. <laughs> His name is Snick. And you are? Steve. Excellent. Not and Snick. as always, uh, me and Steve do not presume to be experts in anything, absolutely. We are two gentlemen who are on the spectrum, and these are kind of our experiences and our opinions that we're sharing about different topics. Now, today, uh, we have an interesting topic, uh, as well as we have a special guest with us. Uh, not as exciting as our last guest, and definitely not as exciting as a guest we we will have, but okay. it is our friend Richie, uh, Richie Oliver from New Bedford, Massachusetts. He is a musician, an actor, a comedian, an improvisationalist, uh, amateur virgin, as well as a guitarist. And so, Richie, thanks for joining us. Well, I'm not as important as Temple Grandin, apparently. No, you are not. <laughs> how, Hi. How, how is someone an amateur virgin? How does that work? <laughs> Because <laughs> he's so virgin that he's not very good at it. That doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. Not at all. Uh, I, I, I've gotten my thing wet once or twice. Maybe four times. Uh, Calm no, down. Richie, Richie is a good friend of ours. Uh, mm. We decided to have him on the show this week. Uh, he has been doing improv for a couple of years with us. Mm -hmm. uh, he recently has decided to depart from us. Uh, just so he could focus on his music. Uh, he's a big fan of, uh, what's his name? Yusef. What, what, what's his name? Yusef. Yeah, Yusef. That just goes by Yusef, yes. Okay. So uh, he's a big fan of Cat Stevens, and uh, he plays a lot of Cat Stevens songs. Yeah. Um, I actually do a Matt. tribute. There you go, Cat a tribute. Uh, Mighty Wind. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a film uh, with uh, was it was called Dan Levy and, <laughs> and Catherine O'Hara Eugene, Eugene Levy Eugene Levy yeah yeah, um, yeah a mighty it was wind a Christopher Guest movie yes but I uh, so I do a tribute to Cat Stevens it's called Magic Wind Magic Magic Wind. spelled right. M A J I K as in uh, Magic of Magics uh, or or the Magic Cat Tour oh depending on your uh, knowledge of whichever Stevens. But um, most of us don't. But don't yeah, have a lot I, of I do. A, I do an acoustic trip, but I also do my own thing. Yeah, um, I do my own music and uh, what have you. All right. Uh, thank you. No problem. So uh, if anybody's wondering, why would we have Richie on the show? Well, for one, he's a friend of ours and mm -hmm. he has performed with this a bunch. Yes, this is an autism podcast, but me and Steve were already here. So obviously, you know, that's kind of what makes it an autism podcast. Yeah, you guys have a majority on this one. We really do. Yeah. We outnumber you. Wow! It, it, Usually now, I, now I know how it feels to be a minority. That was said out loud. Yeah. Okay. Richie is very oppressed. Yeah, he's very something. All right. I'm sexually um, repressed. So, uh, with that being told, or or being said rather, Richie. Yes. What got you into acting and improv and performing in general, good sir? I might as well start off with a basic question. Oof. Um. So I I really don't know I. My first foray into acting was in first grade, mm -hmm. where I played the troll in a production of The Three Billy Goats Gruff Goes Calypso. Seriously? Where I played a purple-haired rapping troll. Th that um, was a real thing? That was a real thing. I played a purple-haired rapping troll. And um, that, I caught the theater bug then. Um, I then was a munchkin in the uh, high school at the New Bedford High School production of Wizard of Oz when I was in elementary school. Um, and uh, I'm sensing a lot of tension right here between you guys. <laughs> it's like, not. He's chewing <laughs> ice into the microphone. <laughs> I, I, didn't, re I uh, didn't realize. 
no problem. It's like no no awareness at all. <laughs> but yeah, then I caught the acting bug. I did I None did whatsoever. I did drama club in middle school, yep. high school, uh, college. I got to direct an original one act mm-hmm. play that I, in college, and then I stopped for a, a tiny bit after college until I got a job working at Rick's Music World, doing running the lesson department. Mm-hmm. And my boss asked me to play music at the birthday event of an acting group in New Bedford. Oh. And I played for him, and then I played for him again, and then I really liked it, so I started joining them, and I started doing productions with them, and now I'm doing productions with your theater of New oh. Bedford. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nice little community theater house. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which anybody in the New Bedford area, go see them, unless it's directed by a certain Jimmy. Don't do that. But everyone else, go watch all their shows. Wow. You said that. I did, because I will. Yeah. And I don't like the guy, and he knows it. So, anyway. um, so you mentioned the acting bug. Is that similar yeah. to like a stomach bug? No, it's more similar to like herpes. Oh, uh, okay. You know, like you get it and then like all, you can only really like treat it. But it's, so with it's communicable. Forever. Yeah, it's communicable. It is. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it definitely is communicable. You know what I mean? Like I, I've gotten friends into acting and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did we all meet? Because we all performed for a little over a year together. Oh yeah, so I was um, I was part of a group called Funny Please, um, which disbanded in uh, July, June, July of 2020, right in like the crux of the pandemic, um, like right in the middle, like right yeah, in the middle, right, yeah. And then you guys asked me to join in on a roast for our uh, past leader Tegan Flanders, yes, yes. Um, and we did that through Zoom, and then you asked me to do another show. We did. With you guys, and then after that show, you asked me to join uh, Formerly Not Safe for Earth, mm-hmm. and I did, and it was fun, and then we changed our name to Court of Jesters, and then we had some more fun, and we got a live place, and yep. then I left, because uh, I I know how to ruin a good time. <laughs> no, um, I started taking on a lot more, I was booking a lot more gigs, I was... Um, then I was going to be do I was doing a lot more acting in shows so that was taking right. up a bunch of time of mine, and so I I I, I reluctantly stepped back uh, to spend more right. time in the acting world and the music world and everything to focus more on your passions at that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you needed to spend more time breaking wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a mighty wind. Yeah, a mighty wind. <laughs> breaking wind, mighty wind. No, but um, yeah. but now I'm I'm excited to my next foray into acting is I'm mm-hmm. joining the cast of King Richard's Fair. Uh, they're a local Renaissance fair in Massachusetts, yes. and uh, I'm in excited. Carver. In Carver, Carver yeah. yes, Carver, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because it's my first year acting with them. I've been going for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we really like we went last summer a we couple went of times. Last summer, yeah, yep. mm-hmm, which was wicked fun. Yep. And I got my horns. That's right. That time you, you you got a little horny. I got horny at yeah. the fair. Yeah, you did. Yep. Uh, so uh, because this is an autism podcast, sir, yeah. and actually you know a neurodivergent podcast in general, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously me and Sue being on the spectrum, we kind of focus on the autism thing. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me kind of focus on that for a little bit if mm-hmm. I can. Um, before meeting us and kind of knowing more about autism, because I mean, I talk about it quite often because I have kids who are on the spectrum as well mm-hmm. as, you know, I'm on the spectrum. Um, how much did you know about autism before knowing me and, and getting a little bit more inundated with it? So I, I definitely knew, I feel like I knew a good amount. 
Okay. Um, I was able to attend school in New Hampshire and meet people who were on the spectrum. Oh, where was that school? Um, Southern New Hampshire University. Excellent. Snoo, in snoo. Manchester. Yeah, Snoo Snoo. Yeah. Um, and I will say I did partake in the Snoo Snoo a good amount yeah. of times on that. There was a lot campus. of really large, muscular women. A little bit of the Snoo Snoo there. Yeah, very much, very much the the Machoke body type. Uh-huh. If you're familiar with Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. No. All right. Oh, I know exactly. What you know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm a little about. more partial to Hitmonlee. So. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's because you have a foot fetish, don't you? But what's up with the the bunny? The bunny? The people? The bunny? Have you ever heard of what is it? Rule thirty two. Thirty four. Rule, Rule thirty four. It exists. There's porn of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there's Pokemon porn that exists out there in the yeah. ether. So. Mm-hmm. Oops. I'll put that away. No, I'm going to um, talk directly to the camera. No, just say no to Pokemon porn. Say no. So, so back to so, the reality. So yeah, so I had a chance to meet meet people who, uh, on all. I I don't like to say like I don't consider it like like a dial. You know what I mean? Like how autistic are you? You know? What oh I mean? yeah. Like, you're gonna scale one to ten. You know what I mean? Well, sure. But because as we always say, yeah. it's a spectrum, and we're all different. Yeah, okay. but but yeah, it's you know I met people uh, growing up. I met. Families who had autistic children who were mm-hmm. uh, on the nonverbal mm-hmm. and 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 um, yeah stuff like that on the hi- higher support needs exactly higher yeah. supported needs uh, on the spectrum and yeah. oh that's the podcast and uh, <laughs> and and I met people um, that really uh, didn't have a lot of needs or. Mm-hmm. Um, or lower support needs. Exactly, yeah. lower support I'll, I'll needs. I'll help you with the appropriate language. Please do, because I'm still not versed in this. Uh, I don't watch your show, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, we know. Our friend does not watch our show. We know. Oh, no. Wow. Um, how long have you guys been doing it? And how long has it been going good for you without my watching? Um, it's been going really well. Right? Actually, I, th- I think we're making some good strides. Some people are watching. We're getting some feedback. Yeah, I think we're doing well. But, uh, but, but. Yeah, and then once getting into it with you guys and doing uh, Not yeah. Safe for Earth, Quarter Jester, right. that whole thing, uh, I truly know what it means uh, when people say run. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. People jokingly say it, but like it's, so, there's a seriousness to it now. Yeah. So now that you've worked with this, though, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, me and Steve have been kind of open about being on the spectrum and, and you know, having our issues, if you will. Mm-hmm. Joking uh, about it. Joking about it mostly, yeah. Uh, with that in mind, like, how much have you learned, and did it like change your perception of autism and what it is? Not, not so much as changed my perception. I, I, I've kind of grown up learning about it and everything like that. It's just not, not really so much as the perception of what autism is, mm-hmm. more of how do I act around people with autism. Mm. So it was, um, it's really so much a very egotistic way of looking at it. Oh, no, that's like, like make it about me. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? no, and that's appropriate, actually, I mm-hmm. think. It, um, yeah, my you know. work ethic, even professionally, is mm-hmm. um, I get work done and, I, and it, it's quality work. Sure. But it's, I, I allow myself to hear different ideas and not hyperfixate. And okay. one thing I've noticed, especially when we used to shoot sketches or when we used yes. to do stuff, it, I, there, there was a, a rigidness that could only be described as a hyperfixation okay. on certain things. 
I mean, people can say it's like perfectionism, but I mean, sure. like I'm a perfectionist. I like having my stuff when it's done mm -hmm. look good and the best quality. Right. But like to have to have such a need that it has to be done now. Uh -huh. It has to be there. That was something that I had to like work on um, and work around. And because one of the two of us was had that <clears throat> level of rigidity. Sometimes both of you. Uh-huh. Uh, and sometimes the rigidity uh, would be counteracted. Oh, yeah. By yeah, the yeah. two of you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have a very I used to describe you two as uh, like Cogsworth Lumiere. Yeah. You know, Beauty and the Beast very it's a it's a love hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you guys at the end of the day, you do truly care for each other, but you guys don't show it. Of all the descriptions of pairs that man could have used, he chose two animated fucking inanimate objects. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, um, am I Cogsworth or Lumiere? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question you're yeah. going to ask. You, well, you have more of a belly, so you're Cogsworth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the clock. And, and, and Nick's hair is a little more flowy, so it's Lumiere. But I think Nick is a little grumpier, so he might be Cogsworth. I am the grumpier of the two, I think. I think. Here's the thing. I don't see you as I don't, – I don't perceive it as grumpiness. You know what I mean? I perceive well, it as good. you're a man who knows what he wants. That is a true statement. I do. No matter how wrong I actually am. And Steve is also a man who knows what he wants. And when, when you have two people who fully know what they want in a room, it's really hard to get ideas in. That's actually a true statement. Right. That's, that's, that's valid. That's <clears throat> valid. Uh, so, what, I mean, you're already starting to describe it a little bit, but yeah. I'm going to kind of ask you directly. What is it like to work with? Like, especially yeah. in scenes. Let me go specifically in scenes because you're actually talking about our work ethic a little yeah. bit when you're describing that, that like when we want something, we want something, right? Yeah. But what is it like to work in an improv scene with us or to act yeah. with us for that matter? So, I mean, granted, like, like I said, it, it feels very negative, like what I'm talking about, but it's really not because here's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. You guys are so fully inundated with the rules and the rules of improv and the rules of the game and the rules of the scene we're doing. That right. it's very easy to act off of you because mm. even if I don't – I miss a rule or a way it should be done, mm -hmm. you guys know how to get it back on track. And you guys know that, okay, this is the rule. I have to yes and everything has to yeah. be done versus with people who don't – like – because I've done improv with uh, like wicked professional people mm -hmm. and I've done improv with like buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and – I like I like doing improv with the with the autistics. You know mm -hmm. what I mean. Like it's you, you guys have you guys have a great touch of great the grasp tism. of the rules. Yeah, good touch uh, of the good tism. touch of the tism. Yeah, <laughs> but but I will say like there, there's there's something to be said about fixating on the rules. Yeah, there's something to be said about acknowledging and keeping stuff on track. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. improv can very easily go off the rails no matter what. Oh, very quickly. So. Very quickly. Um, and granted, sometimes it has to, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. And you're right. Sometimes you know I mean? it absolutely has to go off the rails, Yeah, but it's good to have somebody who, I mean, you said rigid, which is kind of the appropriate word, but it's good to have somebody who is always focused exactly. on the direction. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of true. I mean, uh, I was just watching footage from our last show that we just did, and yeah. uh, it was a scene me and you were doing together. And <clears throat> Natalie was, you know, doing the editing that she does for the clips, and it was me and you. And I, it, it actually caused me to stop doing what I was doing because I was actually trying to help uh, uh, one of the girls, and 
I stopped midway through because I could hear our interaction with each other and how we were working with each other and realized yet again, because I, I guess I forgot momentarily, that me and you actually work extremely well together when it comes to improv. We're actually really good at working together. Interesting. Well, and I had to see it from literally outside watching the video of it. Steve doesn't what was the it. What was the game? Yeah, I don't remember. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It, it's on our Facebook page for the Quarter Jester's Improv Group. No, I just thought it was funny that you brought up a very specific video and then you're like, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I can't remember what game it was. Yeah, it was a video I watched and I had this extreme reaction to it. And then, I don't know. Well, because I wasn't really paying attention to even what jokes we were doing, but it was more of the flow and the interaction that we had with each other on the screen. Yeah. And I just, I, it reminded me that at one point, me and you were paired up with each other often because we were able to work well with each other and because we were able to tell a story. And mm-hmm. it just, it reminded me of that. Not that I necessarily forgot, but since I do the hosting of all the improv shows most of the time, I don't interact in games as often. Yeah. I think it's weird. All of us interacting together at this table like mm-hmm. this, I feel like we need to invite a bunch of women in and just like shit on them. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, like all those, those like I, I tried all it those once red pill podcasts where they like yeah. insult. Never mind. With the yeah, I'm I, I joke. tried it once, and and trust me, they it's not as sexy as you see oh, on okay. Pornhub. Now he's making a poop joke. No, I was talking about like they have all those like red pill podcasts where like the yeah. the guys have a bunch of women on. They usually invite women who are probably not the brightest people on earth in, so they can make them look stupid. Oh no, no, never mind. What's the point? Uh, they're red pill podcasts, like, you know, know, guys, these are the type of kids who, uh, wore meninist shirts <laughs> in high school. Red pill, red pill guys you know I mean? basically think that, or they have this philosophy that like all women just care about is like status and money. Yeah. Oh, they and have a, they have a Viva La Stool poster wait, in their like dorm. Insults? No, no, oh, no, not that idea. Well, no. close. It's, you're you're actually so you're teetering on like a fine line though with these oh. podcasts. Oh, because okay. I will say a lot of incels get their ideology from these podcasts. Right. Oh, yeah. so there's a lot. They have a lot of podcasts like that where there's a bunch of people sitting around a table. Yeah, but then they'll have like all these like young attractive women, but they usually try to find women who are they can easily talk circles around mm-hmm. to make oh. them look stupid. Oh, yeah. So basically they find somebody who matches their opinion of what a woman is mm-hmm. and they put them on the air. Right. Because oh, yeah. they're they're just they're describing women, but the women they're describing are like, yes, there are some women who only care about money and status, but that's not all women. Right. That's by no means. But you're talking about a very specific type of woman. Right. And then you're mm-hmm. finding young girls who maybe do care about that stuff, who just care right. about shiny things and money. Yeah. And you're bringing them on and, you know. Obviously, a lot of times they'll find young people who are maybe in a, immature or not as, I don't know, educated, whatever, okay. and they just make them look stupid. Experienced oh. in life. Yeah. It, it, a good it sounds very much, and I don't use this word very often, but it sounds extremely misogynistic. Oh, completely and totally. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's, it's all a power dynamic. Okay. That's why I was making a definition. Yeah. I was making a joke that I felt right. like that because we're at a table together. Oh, never mm-hmm. mind. Oh, yeah, I get it now that I'm looking at the camera again. Yeah, yeah okay. if you ever want to see one of the, what is it? No, Mm-mm. don't even, no, I'm never going to watch any of that. Well, I usually end up seeing clips from other shows that are making fun of them. Yeah, they usually have like uh, Viva La Stool, Barstool Sports, like flags and stuff in there. What? Like, I'm just making jokes about what they look like. They oh. have like Barstool Sports flags yeah. and 
What's with Barstool Sports? Yeah, we're, let's not get into it. Like, seriously, guys, yeah. you're bringing up a whole lot of stuff. All right, just so everyone knows. Nick and, is old man yells at Cloud. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually only Cloud. 42, but I act like a 70-year-old man. I know yeah. nothing of you youngin' stuff. So I'm, I'm, finally I'm, I'm waiting up. for the day when Taunton Man goes viral instead of Florida Man. Uh, yeah. What? See, he doesn't even get that see, one either. He doesn't get Florida Man. <laughs> I don't get so if you go on Google and just type yeah. in like the worst like headlines you can think of, uh-huh. it's usually Florida Man blank. Uh, Florida right. Man yeah. blank. Yeah. So um, that's why I said I'm waiting on Taunton Man to go. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you Nick go. Nick just got a new phone. I just upgraded to the Jitterbug Three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have I have all my numbers on it. It's got big numbers. I can read them. You still call TV wow. shows programs, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, I got to watch my stories tonight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 stories. He's like, With his, uh, well, what is it? Your um, general hospital. My unsolved mysteries. No, no. The mac and what? cheese. The frozen mac and cheese. What is it? Stouffer's. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> frozen Stouffer's <laughs> mac and cheese. Betty Cracker. I love Stouffer mac and cheese. I wonder what MacGyver's going to do tonight. He's like, did you guys see the last episode of Last of the Summer Wine? (laughs) (laughs) See, he's old and he got that joke. Look, he got that joke. That's why he's old. old. Have you seen comedians in cars getting coffee? They should give that guy his own show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I bet he sits at home by himself and just goes, I find Paula Poundstone very endearing. I, I mean, I find her funny sometimes. Yeah. When she does that uh, NPR show that she does. Uh, She's going to be in New Bedford later this year. Uh, what What is it called? Um, uh, pound, pound Me? No, 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 no. The, the NPR one that she does, something, it's like a game show idea. Pound for Pound. No. Um, uh, uh, oh, Round wait, the Pound. Wait, wait, no. Um, Shake weight. Um, yeah, I don't remember the name of the show. Right, I, don't, I don't listen to Can't Josh. remember the, the sketch you watched. You can't remember the name yeah. of the show. <laughs> I just want to watch Diagnosis Murder. Did you, did you guys? <laughs> what is wrong with that show? See? <laughs> What's wrong with that show? It's Dick Van Dyke. I, I, once walked into, I once walked into Nick's home, and he just was like, do you remember the Alamo? <laughs> I'm not that much older than you. No, but I mean, you act like an old man. You, but yeah, yeah. you act like an old man. I do. I really do. do. I do. Yeah. Uh, that's all right, though. Well, I mean, I only found out what TikTok was in the middle of the pandemic when you told me about it. I so like what, the so talk what, tickers. What, what, was, uh, what was the topic? What were we talking about? Uh, well, oh, autism. Performing. Yeah. Performing. performing autism. You yeah. performing with two autists. Yeah. Do you find that there's um, a difference in our sense of humor versus um, uh, autistics? Yeah. Sorry. Well, no, that's I used to, not autistic. Yeah. I mean. Or other. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, I okay. don't really find like there's not really like. Well. Everybody's sense of humor is different. Yeah. Humor is really? relative. Okay. It, it's. People, some people don't get jokes, people get jokes, you know what I mean? I feel that, and I don't want to speak ill of of autism, but sometimes you guys make jokes and we don't get it. Well, just because you're, you're not like, smart well, enough. Yeah, because it, remember this like one time in history, and then you're like, no. well, yeah, because you're not smart enough. We get it exactly. Yeah, right? we we understand. And, uh, I will say though, Steve, you do make a lot of Nazi jokes and World War II jokes and Hitler jokes. 
Not um, anymore. I, I can't. Sometime. I can't defend that because he's still you used to a lot. Uh, I I do remember a very uh a, I would say a good month to two months where you kept bringing up the Jewish problem in terms of sheep, and you just kept. You're like, but guys, it's funny. We got to do it. We got to right. do it, guys. And we're like, right. no. Because- Steve, can you please put some context so anybody who's uh, listening to this episode doesn't go, is he really anti-Semitic? Can you please explain uh, the No, use are. no. Use are an animal. Uh-huh. And you sounds like Jew. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be funny if there was like this really bigoted person who wanted to uh-huh. You put two and two together. Problem. Yeah, to eliminate <laughs> the Jewish problem. Um it was but, a stupid I didn't say it was a good joke. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um what wouldn't wouldn't there well I mean you also had had that one sketch. Which one? Uh painting, painting with, with Addy. Hitler? Yeah, yeah, painting with Addy. Listen, Hitler was a painter. It was. And nice. I thought it'd be funny if he had his own painting show. Right, kind of like Bob Ross. Yeah, it's just, you know, a little edgy, that's all. <laughs> Booby. Boop booby ruby. And actually, when he brought up uh, the Jewish problem, I was thinking when we were talking about the color. Well, I stopped. I stopped making those jokes as frequently once I realized like how many actual Nazis there are in the U.S. nowadays. So right, yeah. I mean, like you didn't know. I didn't know there were there was that an many. Entire, there was an entire Supreme Court case back in the seventies. Yeah, the but those are like Nazis. a small amount of people. But that was. But there, saying, was like, there, were, there was that big march in Charleston. Right? Was it Charleston, South Carolina? Uh, yes, but that was way after the Chicago Nazis yeah. in the 70s. But that's what I'm saying. It was like it was recent. Oh, like, yeah, there's that one, too. I wouldn't really call those people Nazis. I'd still call them assholes, but I wouldn't call them Nazis. Some I of mean, them, they were still racist and they I, were still I, white I, supremacist, but... I some can of them see why you Nazis. wouldn't call them Nazis, but, I mean, they were they were chanting, Jews will not replace us. Are you, wait, really? Yeah. And they were um, so. I don't watch the news like the ever. Na- the, the honestly, the Nazi Party is still pretty prevalent right it now. Um, I'm surprised yeah. there's nobody going on like Newsmax or something and just be like, "Well, I'm part of the Eighth Reich." Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there's not somebody. Mm-hmm. I know. I just called that Newsmax for being somebody who would actually put a fucking Nazi on TV. Honestly, would. fuck Newsmax. Yeah, they really would, though, yeah. right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, Steve watches Newsmax, apparently. We, I've we've never, now I've, upset I've never seen Newsmax. I don't know what that uh, is. It's a conservative, like, ultra-conservative. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, surprised uh, Steve like Bannon. Like the Daily Stormer? Newsmax was this? started Daily, after... It called the Daily Stormer? Oh, Daily Storm. That's like a Nazi yeah. web newspaper. So yeah, probably I, the I same. feel like yeah. Newsmax was started after the 2020 election, uh, I want to say, or it started, like, just before it. No, I'd say before. But I, I know that they touted themselves as like a they call themselves a Trump friendly like news source. Oh. What does that even mean? Exactly. It, it, right. Yeah. It's so probably a subtle way to say we're racist. But here's the thing. If you remember during the even the the, the 2020 election, mm-hmm. there was even a point when Fox News like said, like, this is the election mm-hmm. results. Like, you know what I mean? There were points where they even had to take a step back from their own. Oh, their position. Uh, their Trump yeah love you know what i mean yeah and they're, and then, they're pro fat yeah, people ex- right yeah. yeah and then so it's like they had to i'm sorry it's it's just the fact that you're pouring starbucks coffee into your mug so that so that you keep and it in and it's not whacking, even facing the camera whacking your microphone so it's in not the process even doing like getting a nice thud in the you goddamn lefty there you go <laughs> there you go perfect by the way his never points to the camera ever 
Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to drink my coffee like this? No, I don't. Richie yeah. pointed that out. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you're already wearing the shirt. Oh, I don't shit. know why you need was, a mug. Was the Starbucks label pointing to the camera that entire time? Wait, we can't get in trouble for that. Can you we? can't no. see it on oh. camera. All right. Nobody's going to care anyway. Oh, all right. Valid point. Valid. Unless Starbucks wants to sponsor us, then that's cool. Ooh, if you would like to, that'd be great. I drink a fuck ton of coffee on a regular basis. Granted, I roast my own, but I'll still drink yours, especially if you send me a pound or two. Autism. I'm a shameless fucking promoter about everything I do. All right. So <laughs> yeah. let's. All right. What else so, should we talk about now? So, uh, well, ha- have you found it be, uh, well, you said our sense of humor is a bit different. You were talking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Uh, as well as when it comes to that sense of humor thing, because like, how how is it different, you know, us being on the spectrum, our sense of humor compared to say, I don't know, your other quote unquote normal friends, as you would call them. See, I, that's the thing. I don't really consider there's, there's not a normality uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me use it's, your wording. The correct people to live. I have never used that wording. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Um, I don't. You're right. I, you you know never me. said that genetic superiority. Uh, what about those friends? So here's the thing. <laughs> we gotta. <clears throat> um. He has never once uttered those words. I have never, never. once uttered Ever. those words. Never. I will I will say though, so as a background, my sense of humor is really built around like surrealist comedy, absurdist mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh my favorite comedians are Tim and er- uh Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim, uh-huh. um, Andy Kaufman, uh-huh. uh anything that really kind of bends it. Maria Bamford. Uh-huh. I'm right there like with that. you with yeah. uh Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um but stuff like like Tim Heidecker, Eric, Eric Wareheim really shaped like my humor growing up because mm-hmm. I really watched like Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job, okay. Tom Goes to the Mayor, uh, Bedtime Story, all of their content I I mm-hmm. took in. Uh, the Trial, which was hilarious, by the way. Okay. Um, but yeah, just the lengths that they went to for a joke yeah. I thought was really good. And the way that you could never really tell if they were joking or not. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do that a lot in bits in life, and mm-hmm. I'm just always messing with people uh, like that. And a lot of people don't get it. What I've noticed when working with you two, yes, is that when you're making a joke, yes, it is known that you are making a joke, and you say it, and you right. say it in a matter of fact way that it is a joke, and you have to laugh. Because it is a joke and it is there and it's all presented to you on a platter. But presented like John Mulaney would do? Because that was very similar to a now John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yeah, like Okay. Oh. Right. No, so you have but, a drug problem? No. 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 <laughs> Autism is a drug. You used to go see Dr. Mike. Speaking um, of which, I did just finish writing a bunch of jokes the other night. Oh, you did? See? Yeah. That's all awesome. right, Sam. Well, well, he's actually gonna be doing a little bit of stand up on our next show. Really? Oh, yeah. Let's give it. Let's give uh, a little oh, hot take. Let's Nate, turn this oh, into kill time. Of all actually, people, a lot of them uh, decided to write some stand-up stuff for wow. the, for uh, this show coming. That's awesome. Yeah, for the July show. Really? Uh, cool. He he decided he wanted to throw his hand in uh, or whatever expression. He yeah, a lot of the jokes for. are about autism. Uh huh. Um, and I don't know. Hopefully, this is like the perfect place for them. it. Then I would think, right? I would think. Uh, I would well, think. I had I this this joke about. Uh, Nick and I coming up because we have our stuff for the show. Yes, coming up with that. our own brand of clothing called Faba. Yep, 
Faba. <laughs> Big Fubu, but Faba. Or artistics. Or artistics. <laughs> what, what? Oh, see, I don't. I I didn't get the Fubu reference. Yeah, Faba. you didn't. Because Fubu is what for for us, us bias. bias. Yeah. Oh, for us bias. <laughs> yeah. Faba. And we'll specialize in selling raincoats and earmuffs. <laughs> there you go. That's good. But raincoats. Uh, yeah, raincoat. Because a lot of autistic people Dude. don't like the feel of water. Oh, yeah. Have sensory. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I hate the rain. See? Oh. But you take showers. Reluctantly. That's just, that's like, that's like a fucking Charles Bukowski quote. We take showers, you'd avoid <laughs> the rain. He's like, so, yeah, go get laid. So like, honestly, okay. like if I could go like two days without taking a shower and still be able to be employed, I would. But I know I have to shower every day. I have to be a certain level of NT presentable. Mm-hmm. And so I do. I kind of put myself through that. I mean, I've got to talk myself into taking a shower. I mean, th- but what I'm saying is this isn't even like an autistic thing. You know what I mean? Like this is this is an autism thing. It's like a lot of people, they'll, they'll like, as soon as it starts raining, they run and well, they no, get that, recovered. That is, but but like, you go take I'm, a shower. I'm telling you my rationale of why I don't like mm-hmm. the rain. It's because rain and showers feels like a thousand fingers touching me. So, and it's very so what, uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you can't stand the rain. That's exactly right. Against your window. Yes. Bringing back sweet memories. Yes, that is true. Hey, window pane. I thought I knew what song you, you were singing, and then I totally lost you. I can't stand the rain against my window. Huh? Bringing back sweet memories. I think I kind of know. I think it's, I think it's 10,000 Maniacs is what I'm doing. Hey, window pane. I know it's from the movie The Commitments. Oh, okay. you've ever seen the movie The well, Commitments? Nick yes. likes Amazing. the sound of rain on a tin roof. Yeah, <laughs> he does. It's like yeah. a thousand little drum beats. He threw a cat on there <laughs> once. It was wicked hot. Yeah, on a hot tin roof. That's that was the yeah, joke. That's yeah. There you go. Nick likes to ruin jokes. I do. I yeah. do. And you according to my wife, I like to ruin sex. So there's that. He likes to uh, point out the punchline. I want to hear more about you ruining sex. Hmm. All right. So, by the way, we do have a primarily female audience. We do. We do, which is why I'm not going to tell a sex story, Uh, but I am going to tell this story. Uh, So, many of my former partners used to like to point out, and actually, my ex-wife and my current wife have also told me this: uh, that I am wonderfully, wonderfully skilled at the timing of ruining moments. So, you know, when you're like, I I will agree. Yeah, you you guys can. Wow, I don't even have to go further than that. You're both like, oh yeah, interrupting cow says what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the cow in that. So basically, like when I'm cuddling with somebody or we're having a sweet moment or like gazing into each other's fucking eyes or some shit, <laughs> is, I'll ruin it with is some it like, shit. Is it like toot? Used <laughs> 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 in bed and you just let one See, rip. Like, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a way to do that oh, comically. God. <clears throat> what ruin moments comically yeah but still get something out of it well you know i mean they I mean? all laughed but that was part of the problem like, what, i was making people there, laugh at the wrong time like, is there like a hallmark class you can go to yes, like hallmark my, school to yeah. learn one of my favorite yeah. things to do is as you lean in for a kiss mm-hmm. right before you're about to kiss you say under your breath first one to laugh loses and just see what happens there you uh go. i love finding random things like that like Maybe something saying like your teeth are so horny right now. So wait, so Richie purposely. (laughs) I'm sorry. In my head, I just pictured that this sweet, sweet fucking romantic moment. Maybe on a dock, maybe with moonlight, and Steve gets super close and goes, 
You smell like garlic. <laughs> see, here's the thing, Steve. That oh God, so I get so you're, you're teetering on a fine line of <clears throat> creepiness with the whisper. Oh, Don't yeah, whisper it. Just say like you. Well, at least we won't have to worry about being attacked by rogue vampires. Here's one to do. Like right after a kiss, you go. Did you just watch a movie with Dean Kane? <laughs> yeah, Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Kane. Just something weird like that. Or you say something like, um, like right after kiss, you like, hmm, you uh, you eat a lot of Indian food, don't you? Can you please wear a mic on your next date? And I really want to hear you do that. <laughs> just lean in and just be like, hi, my name's Richie Oliver, and mm. I'm the biggest Kevin Sorbo fan. I just. I just <laughs> I'm not. I'm not wearing the wire. I'm not wearing the wire. The world's biggest Kevin Sorbo fan. So, so like, okay. So I, I said something personal that mo yeah. most of my exes uh, say that I'm really good at ruining moments. What have you guys been described by by your exes? Ooh, uh, annoying. No. Okay. Other than the fact that we're all described that way by our exes, um, give me something specific to the Steve. Um, I don't listen. Yeah, I've heard that a lot too. And I'm guaranteeing he will one day if he ever has a relationship. Huh? What? Go yeah. So uh give give me one, guys. Come on. Um I I I've been told that I uh I self-sabotage. Wow, you got like serious and shit? Like, like the beastie boys? Like a real fucking you're person just, problem. You, you're legit saying what what would your exes describe about you? Yeah. Yeah. You there's a there there's a reason why they're my exes. Well, yeah, I didn't because I of my self sabotage. To say goofy, but let's go with self sabotage. It's a real fucking topic. Let's I mean, I hope it. they would also Listen, say I'm funny and like and kind, but oh, like there you go. Yep, some beastie boys right there. I I get into, and this is something that I've had to deal with, but I get into a headspace. Mm -hmm. uh, I get basically an imposter syndrome, oh. where I I feel like I don't deserve, I I don't deserve yeah. the love I'm getting. Uh, this person's too good for me, stuff like that. And then I, I, I self sabotage. Yeah. Well, because moments. you feel like you don't deserve it, so of course you're going to set it up and make sure the person's no longer there. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. And it's and I've been working on it. You know, yeah. I've been working on getting a little more moves? confidence in my not not confidence in my like. I've had to basically tell myself like you deserve it. Yeah, everything like that. Had to remind yourself there's a reason why so, this person decided to be around. Exactly. You have to yeah. tell yourself yeah. that you're good enough, you're smart, smart enough, enough, and gosh darn, darn it, people, people like, like me. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. All right, yeah. uh, that's I, how much I, Al Franken has made an impression of this group. I also daily look affirmations almost exactly like Al Franken. You, you look like his son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, if if him and Rosie O'Donnell had a child, right? Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm good enough. Again, I had to I'm that smart up. enough. Um, so I will say though that that's extremely relatable to a lot of people, and yeah. believe it or not, to a lot of men. Mm -hmm. A lot of men feel like yeah. they're imposters. Now we generally, as males, we do not talk about it very often. No. But in my life, the, with the amount of people I talk to, not just you know in my career as a counselor, but in general, when I got friends that are males and we're sitting around, we're bullshitting about like oh exes and oh my god, you know things that went wrong in relationships. A lot of men express that to me that they feel like, and I felt it too in relationships, especially right. past relationships. Yeah. They felt as if they were an imposter, that they didn't mm -hmm. deserve this person with them. And so literally they didn't try to keep them. 
They actually put no effort in keeping them, mm-hmm. but they definitely made some mistakes that they knew they shouldn't have, but they made them anyway. You know, basically to self-sabotage. Yeah. You know, like if you think about it, a lot of women describe date, dating, not mm-hmm. necessarily marriage, but maybe marriage too, but <clears> dating <throat> men, you have to try to get their attention, right? Yeah. As if they haven't figured out how to make room for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that plays a great deal into it. Like why would a man... Or why would, uh, as a male partner, why would you invest time and energy into something if you believe you don't deserve it and they're going to leave you anyway? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, how, does that describe that pretty well? Not really, because okay, I, 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 make, I make it. I'm, I'm, I make efforts. Yep. And I, I really try to uh, put myself out there uh-huh. and be vulnerable. Sure. And um, it's just I, I tell myself. I'm not it's it's not so much as like why invest time if it's going to be bad anyway. Okay. It's not that at all. It's okay. it's just So then what does self-sabotage look for you? Like give me a specific for you. For me it's I'm not usually that way off base, but yeah. apparently I was. So give me give me a specific Richie. I'll I I I start not being me around the person. That's actually hard to believe that there's actually a point in your day yeah. where you, you don't act like you. Because I, I right. we've yeah. hung out so much. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So help Well, me we've never that. been in a relationship, Nick. Well, no, so, but help no. me understand because yeah. it's hard for me to believe that you, as well as I know you, were able to not be you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. help me understand that. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, right? Okay. Um, you want to take a second? Because I'm going to sidebar with Steve real quick. It's yeah. No, yeah. Let's not have these serious people on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't dislike this kind. Yeah. Con- yeah. This topic. Um, Let's keep going. One of these nights. <laughs> one of these crazy, crazy nights. All right. So, no. so help me understand yeah. you not being you for somebody. I, I or around somebody, I should say. When it comes to. When it comes to investing, I still invest time and stuff. Okay. I might not be mentally there. I'm, I might feel oh. distant or I'm, I start to become almost aloof. Okay. So you're putting in the effort physically the effort and like physically, doing stuff for and them. I'm putting the effort but like physically. mentally, you're mentally checked I'm checked out. Okay. Um, and it, it like. Okay. Yeah. I can see how that would be self-sabotaging <clears throat> though. And I, mean, I can yeah. see how the other person would take that impression too of exactly. like, well, clearly he doesn't want to be around me because they're going to know and feel that level of disconnect. Yeah. Because if you're not there mentally involved, no matter what you're buying for them, no matter what event you're going to, uh, or even like meeting their parents, yeah. if you're mentally checked out, they're going to know. Exactly. Like we always know when somebody is just like, oh yeah, I'm having a good time. Yeah. We, we always know when that's fucking happening, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've probably been on a date, I know I have at least, been on a date with somebody and you knew full well they were disinterested in being there. Okay, I'm the only one. That's because I'm dull to date. But, mm-hmm. so so what have you done about that? Because you said you've been working on it. So what kind of steps are you taking to not self-sabotage? Um, it's, a, it's a lot of, so I've been reading a lot of, like, philosophy uh-huh and especially eastern religion oh okay um, in like, like the Tao. in tune with self exactly getting Great. getting feeling feeling more in tune with myself and my body and like stuff like that are you practicing I, the way 
I, 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 I try to. I mean, I'm not a religious that was, person. Well, that was me. But yeah. if I were to align myself religiously, I would say I would probably be a Taoist. Um, yeah. I read I read the Tao Te Ching almost daily. I have a copy on my desk at work. That uh, I well, actually, technically, read. Taoism is not a religion. Mm -hmm. It's a way of being. So it's a way of life, not mm -hmm. a religion. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I I mean, in terms of, I mean, it's always classified as a religion. It always is. So that's yeah, why I is. say, like, if I do right. end up yeah. aligning myself with something. It's it like calling Stoicism a religion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people try to follow, like, the Stoic path. You right. Know, stoicism, but okay. it's not really a religion. It's okay. like a. I got a sidebar of that. Sto stoicism as in the lack of showing emotion? No. Stoicism is like the set the. Uh, who was the guy who like found it? Was it like Caesar or something? Or? I don't. I don't. I'm not too familiar. Uh, I with think stoicism. it was a Roman emperor or something who came up with the idea of stoicism, like as a way of living. Oh, I was thinking of the word stoic. Right, stoic comes from the idea. Oh, of stoicism. it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but a lot of people try to live track. a stoic life. Yeah, like stoicism, which is mostly about trying to have control over your emotions. So, like an internalized emotional response, not an outward expression. Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm very, I'm very that, extroverted, but, yeah. so like you will see all emotions on me. So I don't think I'd fall in with stoicism. Let me ask you a question on that. Yeah, because and this is just something that occurred to me right here when we're talking about it. Because mm -hmm. you were, you were saying you know feeling almost imposter syndrome, self sabotaging mm -hmm. when you're in relationships, and obviously we're talking about intimate relationships. Yes, but I'm I'm also thinking maybe there's a little bit of that in your your platonic relationships too, because people have tendency to when it comes to relational interactions and their relational behaviors, they have tendency to, to not just segregate certain pieces. And I'm not saying all the time, I'm just saying there might be a piece of that in both types because relationships are relationships in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of similarities among all relationships we have, right? Yeah. How we connect with somebody, how we build it, how we maintain it. It's very similar with all relationships we have. Yeah. The only difference between an intimate and most of the rest is you go a little further with that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When it comes to my, my platonic relationships my, or friendships, um, I really have... I don't have a lot of like true friends. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm very much a person where I get a lot of acquaintances uh -huh. and I get a lot of people that I know. Right. But I haven't really, I mean, mainly it's just because of time mm -hmm. to really get like really get to know. Granted, I got true friends here that I'm sitting with, which I'm happy to say because I've got to work with you a bunch and, mm -hmm. and shoot the shit and actually and like you'll only tell us invest the time face. in. Right. right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like from college, I would say I have like four, four true friends. Yeah. Most of, most people were acquaintances right. or, um, right. or, uh, people I knew. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I'd still consider them, them friendly and I'm friendly yeah. to them, but I think that was also, I mean, in college I was doing everything. So I had, I had no time also. So I, I would kind of agree with you, uh, like. I had to think about that and reflect as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of agree with that too. As extroverted people, um, I think we generally have far more acquaintances than we have real friends. Exactly. Because we are so out there as far as not out there as in behaviorally, but like out there putting ourselves out there in front of yeah. everybody so much that it's hard to know who's a real friend and who's not. Exactly. What do you think, Steve? Do you, like, do you kind of agree I don't with him? know if I, I don't generally consider myself to be an extrovert. No, I'm you're kind of begrudgingly yeah. extroverted when I'm yes. put in situations, but yes. like most of the yeah. time I'm kind of quiet. You're a shapeshifter. Right. What? Oh, no, <laughs> I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, like, like Hillary Clinton and yeah. 
the, the Queen of England. Yeah, no. No, Odo on oh. Deep Space Nine. That's right. Odo. Yeah. So no, those are reptilians. I'm thinking. Of. And uh, <laughs> and that that and that fucking uh, goth girl from Sky High that turns into a gerbil, right? Yes. Oh, oh, Sky High. Nick, if you were an animal, like what animal would you 90s. turn into? Nineties. Oh, Sky High was 2000s? like early two thousands. Yeah, with Kurt a lot Russell of, was in it, Nick, and a you, lot of members of Kids in the Hall were in it too. Oh yes, they were. Dave Nick, Foley was Dave in Foley it. Was Nick, in if it. you and were an the, animal, uh, and the the skinny guy with the hair. Oh, well, that's that's all. I, that's my impression of him. And he's there, and he has yeah. the hair. I know who you're talking. You about. know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. What was the question? I, I said, if you were an anamorph, what would you turn into? Oh, that's animal? a good question. Actually. I think you would turn into Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. <laughs> why? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why? Why that? Of I need a why. I'm just looking at your hair. What's wrong with my hair? It's pretty. Also, he has a long nose. Oh, that no, is not long at all. Not really. No. You've got a nice Swedish nose. I think Richie would turn into an emperor penguin. Ooh, why is that? I don't know. An emperor pink. Are you saying because he's short, fat, and kind of round? <laughs> Did not. That's not what I said at all. Well, I don't. Penguins are short, fat, and kind of round. I don't have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. All right. If that's the comment that makes you up and walk away, like. I would uh, turn into a llama. There we go. No. A llama? I, no. I, I would. You would turn into an okapi. I don't know what that is. You ever see? They're wicked cool. They're African. I think African animals. I love, I love Okapis. You, you think Steve would turn into because, somewhere African? Because like they have like they have like the head, it almost is like like the head of almost like a giraffe, with almost it, it's 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 like a I don't know how to describe. Lauren, it. it's like pull a, it up. It's for like us. a zebra looking body. Um, oh, wait, she's not it's here. Like, it's actually <laughs> so the legs are like striped like a zebra, uh-huh. and yeah. they have like a, kind of a horse middle body, but it's yeah. like brown, almost like a hippo uh-huh. color. And they have a they have not a long neck, but a shorter neck and a head that almost look like a giraffe. Oh, it's almost like this conglomeration of like animals. They're wicked cool. Does it okay. look like a giraffe rig from Pokemon? No, not at all. I'm gonna pull up a picture right now oh, and show you what? guys because it's a Pokemon. Oh. Uh, so I wanted to be able That's to pull stuff up on the screen, but I know I'm not set up right now to pull stuff up from the internet yeah. interwebs. Plus, our producer is in the other room, probably chilling on the couch. So there's that too. And by producer, I mean Steve's partner. Yeah. Who will be our producer soon? Also, technically, I could pull it up right now, but I didn't set up the other scenes to swap with all of our mics, so I'd lose Richie's audio. Just so, just so you is, know, we don't have to. Explain so that, that is in a copy. So if you notice, it's got almost a giraffe head. Uh-huh. It's got this kind of hippo-looking body. It looks like an effed-up zebra horse thing. Right? Yeah. and But it's got zebra legs. So I, w- I would be that thing? Yeah, would apparently. Be that thing. I thought I was a French bulldog. Yes. You look way you look, more like a French like, bulldog. No, you, when you wear skinny jeans, you look like a French bulldog standing on his hind yeah, legs. Yeah, that's true. That's Hold what on. it is. Uh, for anybody who is watching or listening, for that matter, if really? you want to look it up, O-K-A-P-I. O-K-A-P-I. Oh, I thought you were going to hold up the phone to the no, camera. No, I'm not going to hold up the phone to the camera. Hey, get this cheetah uh, bug. You guys see this picture? <laughs> you see the picture I got on the Instagrams? <laughs> hold on, let me make it bigger. I took, oh, my doctor told me to take oh. this picture of my perineum. Do you think it looks weird? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just picture Nick as that old guy who keeps trying to enlarge the photo, but it's not working because he's not doing the pinch and zoom right. He's just like, 
I want to get bigger. Nick Nick walks into the room. <laughs> I am tapping it. It's not going up. Nick Nick comes into the room after going to the bathroom. I I wiped it until it bled. Oh God! Oh, okay. So on that note, let's do some wrapping up here. I had to. Uh, um, you know, wow. I need wow. the newest wow. copy of National yeah. Geographic. Yeah, we've been rocking for a little bit, my, my goodness, good sir. We went, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, things can go quick when you're talking, and more importantly, I got yeah. to say, when you're on the spot and you're being interviewed, essentially, yeah. And the other guy just sits there and breathes heavily. Then you know, full wall time has passed quickly. Yeah. I feel like we yeah. didn't even get into like the crux of what we want to talk about. Um, that's kind of how our shows go, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah we kind of pick a topic. I've and been listening to everything it? right here. Yes, uh, uh, Nick going? sounds like Darth Vader in the mic. So. <laughs> <laughs> every episode, every uh, at the end of every episode, like we go off air, and he's like, "Oh, I only kind of heard you breathe this time." <laughs> Mouth breather. I am. I actually just learned something the other day about um, your sinus cavities. Yeah, uh, it's actually. I forget how big they said it was, but your your sinus cavities is act, they're actually very big. Yes. Like yeah, cavities they, they here. wrap around your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's sinuses, they're sinuses so behind your head too. So our faces are designed to breathe through your nose, not through your mouth, because you get less oxygen that way. Yeah. It also um, you filters the air before it goes into your lungs, and uh-huh. it, it moistens it before it goes into your lungs. It makes it so that the, your body can absorb the oxygen more easily from your lungs. Oh, yeah. Gross. So I've been breathing wrongly. Yeah, so when you mouth breathe, it's actually life. less healthy for you. Oh, yeah. on top of all the other things that are unhealthy for me that I do. <laughs> I think I had to learn that. What? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So anyway, thank you very much, Richie, for coming on our show. I actually do appreciate it a great no problem, I thought dude. we laughed. I yeah. thought we had fun. I and did. we actually touched on something kind of serious, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we created no resolution whatsoever to your imposter no. syndrome issues, but by no means am I going to. If you I mean, think he, Richie should I come mean, on more often, some, if he should be a ooh. member of On the Spectrum, uh, I'm going to get a large bottle of Pepto-Bismol to so, share with him later. So uh, what I what, one thing I will say though anybody who's listening Willie uh, Richie is willing, willing to Richie is willing to travel so all of those people in New Zealand Australia Sweden Jamaica and Croatia who listen to our show which there's like nine of you uh, Richie is available he is a gonna, he's gonna be our man on yes, the street he's oh, willing no. to travel yeah he is like, internationally I'll be working the to beat him out I'll be working the beat yeah you are uh, but. Thank you very much for listening or watching and or watching another episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Steve. We're doing this again. I'm Steve. I'm Snick. I'm ending. <laughs> I'm Steve. Dude, dude, you were my favorite, like, prime time. I know. Uh, he talks like he's show. a game show host. <laughs> but here's the thing. His name is actually Snick. Your name is just Teve. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like. Welcome right. to On the Spectrum. <laughs> Thank you very Richie much. Richie Oliver, come on down. You're the Enjoy next contestant. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.